generate is supporting my vision to improve the financial literacy of 100,000 Kiwis by sponsoring Keep the Change. Cheers, Generate. Head to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to find out more. Getting in the KiwiSaver fund that suits you and your situation is key to making sure you're maximising your investment. Generate are an award-winning KiwiSaver provider with a track record of long-term performance and they can help you do exactly this. Their advisors can meet with you to talk about all your options when it comes to KiwiSaver to help you decide what's best for you. Too many people never get KiwiSaver advice, but not you. Go to generatekiwisaver.co.nz forward slash change to book a no-obligation chat with a Generate advisor. A copy of the product disclosure statement is available at generatekiwisaver.co.nz. The issuer of the scheme is Generate Investment Management Limited. And of course, past performance does not guarantee future returns. Time to think what history would say about this crisis. And now is the time for all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Welcome back. You are listening to a very special episode of the Keep the Change podcast, perhaps one of the most confusing podcasts you will listen to in 2023. Because if you're anything like me, I keep seeing all these random taglines popping up and wondering, what the fuck is everyone talking about? So I've thought, I know someone who might know, Mikey. Thanks, mate. Uh, <laughs> so uh, the Great Reset. The Great Reset. Yeah, we um we risk it being taken down here. Well, I don't think it can be because this video that I'm playing, people, is the Great Reset launch. The highlights from the launch, and it's from the World Economic Forum, and the World Economic Forum are leading the conversation about the Great Reset. Mm. Now. This is a very tricky uh, topic because it's gotten so muddled with the different people that are talking about these things and from people protesting outside of parliament to people commenting on my bloody TikToks um, to clients telling me about it to me going and reading about it to... I quite like the, the memes. Yeah. Like World of Communist Forum and stuff like <laughs> that. I really enjoy that kind of shit. It's quite funny. And it's just getting louder and louder and louder. And I think a couple of the sayings we've heard, uh, one, there's the Great Reset. It's, you know, it's all about the Great Reset. Well, there's the World Economic Forum on your phone right there marketing it. Mm. And so then people have determined what the Great Reset means. Yep. Uh, and everyone's got their own definition. And we're not here to tell people what the definitions are. We haven't done enough research to actually know those things. Mm. So you're all going to have either probably learnt at some stage like, oh, that's all a conspiracy theory and those people are nut jobs or, oh shit, actually what's you know, what's all that about or you're real deep down it and you've got your own definitions of what that shit's about. And this is a bit of us exploring some of these things and trying to then make sense. Well, what do we what do, we do if any of this is true? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think the biggest part about the likes of... Um, you know, I think the World Economic Forum is the main one, but this goes for any <coughs> organization. Any any organization, um, people in the in the in the Bitcoin community hate central banks and they hate like the Bank of International Settlements and the IMF and the Federal Reserve and you know, people that 
get into politics, hate the World Economic Forum, um, and like the EU Council. And <clears throat> one of the common things is is that these groups or groups of people are some of you know quote unquote the most powerful people in the world, and no one voted them in. Yeah, which that's confusing isn't? It's very mm. confusing. Mm. <clears throat> I'm like, I don't understand it. Klaus Schwab. Yeah, I'm like, where where did he come from? It's one of who Cindy's did, mates. Who, who did he work for? Yeah, was he like, the CEO of Spark? Like almost everyone that that I bump into that that has like a a hatred for Jacinda Ardern, our Prime Minister, instantly links it to this guy. Interesting. Yeah, I really noticed that. Wow. Um, yeah, it's really it's a it's a weird one, and I don't, I kind of. I'm not into like extremes or anything. I'm just pretty cruisy. But I kind of agree with uh, or, or disagree with a superpower group that governs governments <laughs> not being voted in. Yeah. Well, they don't, they don't technically govern governments, but they seem to be very friendly. I mean, there's videos of that Klaus guy saying that we've infiltrated, you know, the Canadian government and the, the French government and we're getting into these places. Like, he's, it's not even a conspiracy theory. Like, there's videos of him talking about it. Yeah, it's kind of you're weird, isn't it? Mm. Um, and it's weird because, you know, like, if you're, a, if you're an American, America's your country and you're patriotic. If you're, you know, if you're a New Zealander, you're a Kiwi and you it's your country and it's, you, you don't want it taken away from you because you were born here and... It's your. It's kind of like one of the one of the few last standing rights that you get as a human is you know you become a citizen of a country, um, and I think that really pisses people off that, you know that that saying that pops up you'll own nothing and be happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've um, just written it down. Yeah. So it, it's it's an interesting one. I think it's a very, it's a very strange time on all sides of, you know, it's not even easy, all sides of the fence. It's like a fucking hexagon at the moment, mate, and bloody octagon with that many bloody <coughs> fences to. To stand on, but um, yeah, I definitely understand why people don't like it. You know, we hear about um, there is, there does seem to be, and I'm not good enough to know, but there does seem to be a rising strength in decisions being made without democratic process around the world. It's like decisions are being made, and these changes happen, and you're like, everyone's like, what the fuck? Mm. <clears throat> and then some people are like, well, it doesn't matter because it's for the better. And that's fine. But generally throughout history, the times that the globe has prospered the best is when, like, the common average altogether, the majority choice wins. Um, and when uh, ruling with an iron fist, like, communism has never... You know, Chinese communism is probably the you know, longest sort of lasting version. We'll see how long it goes. I see they're having some pretty gigantic protests at the moment with the COVID stuff. Um, and, you know, a billion people isn't not powerful. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I just think <coughs> there is a, there is, seems to be like, in general, governments and stuff getting quite involved with people when it's like they've kind of forgotten that they're public servants. They're not rulers. Interesting. They work for us. We pay them. Yeah. Not the other way around. So, like, I'm not at school. You're not my teacher. You can't put me in detention. I'll obey the law. Did you not get locked down? <laughs> not me, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a policeman listening, <laughs> send you around to I'll send you the address. 
<laughs> so yeah, it is a weird one to understand, but I can understand why people are getting pissed off with it. All right, and, and, oh, yeah, I just think we don't know. We haven't seen any contracts that say New Zealand has signed up to the, you know, the World Economics Forum path forward. There's lots of things that show it's probably happening. Um, but yeah, I can understand why people start linking it when there's commonalities between all this shit. So let's unpack a couple of things and go, <coughs> go back to facts. So the World Economic Forum, worldeconomicforum.org. This is from their About website because you're going, who are you talking about? So here's have a look at their mission. Now most businesses... Uh, will have larger organisations will have a mission statement on their website. So this is from there about the World Economic Forum. The World Economic Forum is the international organisation for public-private cooperation. The forum engages the foremost political, business, cultural and other leaders of society to shape global, regional and industry agendas. Agendas, okay. It was established in 1971 as a not-for-profit foundation and is headquartered in Geneva, Switzerland. It is independent, impartial, and not tied to any special interest. The forum strives in all its efforts to demonstrate entrepreneurship in the global public interest while upholding the highest standards of governance. Moral and intellectual, uh, intellectual integrity is at the heart of everything it does. Our activities are shaped by a unique institutional culture founded on the stakeholder theory, which asserts that an organisation is accountable to all parts of society. The Institute... Institution carefully blends and balances the best of many kinds of organisations from both the public and private sectors, international organisations and academic institutes. We believe that progress happens by bringing together people from all walks of life who have the drive and the influence to make positive change. To me, that sounds really good. What it sounds like they're trying to do is bring together all the smartest people from around the world and figure out how to work together to set an agenda uh, that's going to be going forward for the world, but I don't I don't know who then gets to decide what the right direction is mm. or what right or wrong is. Um but that's their that's their about. That's their mission. Yeah, I mean it sounds all lovely. What did it say about the stakeholder part? Uh oh I have to go back because I was just clicking into oh, sorry. to get us some details. So stakeholders, where do we read that? That was quite oh so activities are shaped by a unique institutional culture founded on the stakeholder theory. Now that's stakeholder a, theory. Yeah, you might have to Google that one, mate. That's a, that's a, uh, yeah, a lot of literature. I think, isn't that a, like a fancy, creative way of talking about socialism? Stakeholder theory. We'll get the definition so that it's not just taking uh, Luke's words. Uh, and of course, as you Google anything, everything is accurate from Wikipedia. Is <laughs> <as> a. <laughs> A theory of organisational management and business ethics that accounts for multiple constituencies impacted by business entities like employees, suppliers, local communities, creditors and others. My understanding of what it is is basically the stakeholder theory is that everybody uh, attached to an organisation is a stakeholder in some form. It. Yeah, so it's not like just... a cooperative bank. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or you know, like stakeholders and next advisory. It's not just Phil and I. We're the shareholders, but the mm. stakeholders are our clients, our suppliers... Um, the the people that own this office, uh, the people that we impact by the things that we do, by not recycling um, our stuff and just putting it in the bin. So everybody is a stakeholder. Um, uh, yeah, stakeholder. So, okay. So I guess it comes down to how you interpret it then, right? Because yeah, as long as it doesn't get regulated into being like, you need to give away 50% of your business to the landlord here. That's coming. That's the own nothing and be happy bit. Okay. Well, what, <laughs> so what we got next? Dial back. So who the hell is this Klosh Schwab guy? Well, I don't fucking know, but he's bored and he keeps popping up on my bloody <laughs> phone all the time. I'm like, what is this guy doing on my... That's not German, is it? 
Damn it. Anyway, so we're back on the World Economic Forum website under the About, and he's got his own page, so he's obviously built a, built a good brand for himself. He was graduated from the, fuck, I can't pronounce that, gymnasium in Ravensburg, Germany. Anyway, 1971, founder and executive of Chairman World Economic Forum. So he founded this thing. It's the same year that uh, the US dollar came off the gold standard. Interesting. The World Economic Forum committed to improving the state of the world as the International Organization for Public-Private Cooperation, blah, blah, blah. 1998, co-founded together with his wife, Hildy, Hold, sorry, German people, I fear to say, I don't know how to Hildy. pronounce it. <laughs> the Swab Foundation for Social Entrepreneurship provides unparalleled platforms at the regional and global level to highlight the advanced leading modules of sustainable social innovation. 24, founder forum of the Young Global Leaders, uh, 2011 founder Global Shapers Community, and so has a global network of local communities, hubs of young people 20 to 30 years old, sorry, I'm out, who are exceptional in their potential achievements and drive to make contribution to their communities. Hubs are based in each major city around the world. There are currently over 450 hubs established globally. Well, where's the hub? Well, why didn't I get invited in my... I told you I pissed my 20s away. If someone from the World Economic Forum is around, can we get invited to hear... Can we see the hub or are we too old? Yeah, and... Come on the pod. Yeah. The community is vitalized by the manifold interactions. I don't even know what manifold means. Generated within each hub, between hubs, and on a global level. Well, if these fucking hubs are so good, A, why have I never been invited? And B, why have I never met anyone? It's a part of it. So, geez, maybe I really didn't do enough in my 20s to get noticed. Um, so there's a whole there's a whole kind of background of who this dude is and all this shit he's done. He looks like he's done more study than Mikey did when he went to Singapore asking every person in the street. <laughs> oh, God! Proper academic, eh? Mate, he was born on the 30th of March, 1938. Do you know yeah. how, who else was born on the 30th of March? No. Me. Oh, no. Fuck. Maybe you're his progressor. Maybe you're here. You're the, you're the heir to the throne, to the global government. <laughs> I did wonder. <laughs> he did look familiar. <laughs> Oh, we're having a revelation here, team. Hey, granddad. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-eight. That makes a bit of sense, actually. Well, someone's gonna have to take over because if he's born in nineteen thirty-eight, he's got one foot in the grave. Well, Taz said I'm um, high chance to go bald, so maybe <laughs> I'm looking into the future. I can't believe that they've punked me this whole time and haven't invited me to the bloody fucking Auckland hub that they've got <laughs> when I'm going to be running the whole show. Uh. So anyway, on this website, you've got. Their mission, their impact, leadership and governments, their partners. You can read their annual report. Um, you can subscribe to the press releases. <laughs> there's a young global leaders. There's a strategic intelligence. There's oh, the got foundation. A yeah, they've got a TikTok. Um, you can change the languages. You can sign in and you own nothing if you sign in. <laughs> but where, where this kind of caught my eye was... Um, there's the, a... There's a, there's a Underlying hatred for this A online. Big time. Huge. It's, like it's very noticeable mm. across every platform almost. Yeah. And the, so I've written down three of my favorite sayings that have perked my interest. So one is the title of this, you own nothing and be happy. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, where? Why is everyone saying that? I'm like, I'm trying to buy heaps of shit. Yeah. Why, why is everyone <laughs> telling me I own nothing and be happy? Yeah. And then I realized they're taking the piss. I'm like, oh, okay. And then um, this one as well. Uh, what was the other one before? There's a second one. I can't remember. The, the, the next one I've got written down is, it's all planned. This is all planned. Yeah. That's it's all part of the It's of all the, part of the, the plan. Gender. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the I, great I, reset. House prices are going down at the moment. Yeah, it's all part of the plan. Mm. Yeah. Oh, and then the, the great reset. The, the, the great reset. Yeah. So I'm thinking, geez, man, these whack jobs, like, keep posting this shit on my socials. Um, what are they consuming? And then I'm having a bit of a Google, and I'm like, 
these sites look like they're actually quite legitimate. Like, man, even I'm struggling to figure out what's true and what isn't. Yeah, I think I found the World Economic Forum's uh, path for the global economy. And that, <coughs> yeah, it's weird because it was bef- that came out like in a 2017 or 18 or whatever, and it kind of describes what's happened. <laughs> so I can see why people, because there's a massive correlation there. It doesn't talk about having COVID as such, um, but there is Something. like a graph showing, you know, inflation and... Well, if this started in 1971, I want to know from my parents who have been around a lot longer than me, I want to know what they know about it and were, were people, did people hate this thing? Like, when did all the hatred start? Because this thing's been around for quite a while. So I'm pretty keen to understand that. Then Davo's got his own manifesto. <laughs> Davos. <laughs> the Davos Manifesto. To coincide with its 50th anniversary, the World Economic Forum has launched a new Davos Manifesto, a set of ethical principles to guide companies in the age of the fourth industrial revolution. Read the 1973 manifesto here. The fuck, man? This thing keeps getting deeper. The World Economic Forum is releasing a new Davos manifesto. Who's Davo? <laughs> Davos, Which, it's a place. Oh, gotcha. Which states <laughs> that companies should pay their fair share of taxes, show zero tolerance for corruption, uphold human rights throughout their global supply chains, and an advocate for competitive level playing field. Well, I mean, that sounds kind of like the world that we live in. I would have thought, of course, there's always going to be people who sneak through the cracks and... Uh, do those sorts of things. So here's an article. Why we need the Davos Manifesto for a better kind of capitalism. Oh, don't, buddy, be talking down capitalism with Mikey in the building. Yeah, you want to be careful on that one? Okay. Um, So, right, let's just go back a little bit and we find the one one of the lines, you'll own nothing and be happy. So this is one of the first things that I kind of focused on. I was like, what the fuck is all this about? And anyway, I can, as I like to do, I try and find both sides of a story to figure out what's all this about. Now, there is, this is not a made up thing. This is not like, oh, um, you know, that didn't get said that this is conspiracy people making this up. For a while, a lot of the people uh, like would argue like, you're making this up. This is a conspiracy theory. Mm. And then I was like, well, I don't know about it. So maybe I just heard about it or something. Someone told me. And I was like, okay, maybe you're right. Um, I can tell you for a fact this is not made up. Like we're yes. looking at the website. <laughs> yeah, there's still screenshots of it. And they have it. a YouTube page. <laughs> yeah. Now, the Great Reset definitely—that's the other term. Um, there's there's videos you can watch and learn about the Great Reset from the World Economic Forum. So yep. if you think that's a conspiracy, well, literally Google that world, and you can learn from the people that are. Yeah, it's not a conspiracy it. theory. Okay, yeah. it's real. <laughs> now, what I and in, in people's head, I think they go, "You owe nothing and be happy." Okay, that means that. Literally what it says, you're not going to own anything, and, but you'll still be happy. They're telling you what you're going to do. Now, that basically goes against everything that people stand for, especially in New Zealand, because you grow up and you're like, what's my number one goal in New Zealand? Be in all black or own a property. Mm. You're telling me I'm not, not going to own a home. Mm. Well, what the fuck am I living for? I also think it goes a little bit deeper than that. I think property rights in general, like the title on your car, um, you know, the, the name tag on your T-shirt at school. Like, people yep. are trained to, like, we're it's ingrained in us that if we own something, it's ours and... Take care of it. Yeah, take care of it and you'll have it forever. Yeah. So so a generalised statement like, you will own nothing and be happy, like, everyone's going, if I own nothing, I'll be f- fucking angry. Mm. You know, like, that's the thought, not happy. <laughs> I've tried telling my partner that she'll own nothing and be happy, therefore I don't need to buy her an engagement ring at some stage. There you go. Hasn't washed with her. Nah. <laughs> yeah, I said, hey, I don't make the rules. But. Here's the website. 
as you as you said, as we just were saying before we jumped on, depending on how you interpret that sentence, right? Because um, you can Uber around, mm. be quite happy with your transport. You can now jump on an app called Skippery and book your boat, and it's parked at the wharf at 8 a.m. in the morning when you turn up and go fishing for the day and you don't have to own a boat. And did you find out about that through Facebook marketing? Probably, I think. I, I think saw the Instagram, ads. Instagram, Instagram, yeah. yeah. Yeah, during lockdown, I thought, interesting time to be advertising, but yeah, mm. glad to hear that it is is that same brand. Yeah. <clears throat> um, can get food delivered to your door. Food delivered to your door. Don't I need mean, to own an oven. Yeah. You know, like, that's kind of true. Like, me and you, mate, we rent. Yeah. Yeah. I don't own it. I'm pretty, pretty happy. happy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going, what's everyone, what's the war? Why is everyone so angry? Yeah, I think. Because that's how I was interpreting it. It's like, yeah, okay. And we can dig into that. But also. So you're interpreting it the like, I can rent a boat for a day, then I don't have to own it and I don't need the running costs. I just have to turn up. And I'll be happy as Larry. Drop it off and I'm good. Yeah, that's, and th- that was the other side of the piece where someone was like, no, this is what they were trying to say. I'm like, oh, that makes heaps of sense to me. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, cool. So I left it at that. But I was like, like, yeah, sweet. like you also said, someone owns that company and all the boats. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, then, okay, let's think through this properly. If you're really angry about it, you owe nothing and be happy, and you're real wound up and you're real triggered. A, are you broke already? Do you own anything? Like, be real honest with yourself. Yeah. Are you already in that situation? Do you have enough to be worried if they took it away from you? Yeah. I kind of agree with you a little bit on that, apart from the fact that if you don't have forward hope, you become hopeless. So, like, if you think, like, if you're being told, like, you know, by 2035, you're not allowed to own a car, I'd be, I'd leave. That's a pretty big deal for me. Yeah. You know? Um, So, taking away hope is a bad thing. Yep, definitely. I agree. Um, But, yeah, I see where you're going with it, so. Well, there's so many broke people... Yeah, that don't own things, mm. or they're in debt. Mm. They don't have equity, and they're going, "I'm fucking real angry about this." You're like, but why don't you just learn to be happy? Because you don't own it at the moment already. Mm. So this is then maybe teaching people that you're not still not going to own anything. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're still not going to own anything. But at least you'll be happy. Like, yeah. why don't we just teach you to do that? Yeah. But anyway, that's just, okay, so what I'm trying to say is if you're getting triggered by this shit and you're losing your mind and you're like, fuck all these guys and stuff, have a real honest conversation and be like, do I own any shit for me to actually be real angry about this? Yeah. And like hopefully the answer is yes, you do. That's why it's you're getting angry about it. And that's, okay, I get that. Exactly, yeah. But if you don't, I'm like, you should get into that camp. You should like, you should actually do all the work to own some shit and clear up some debt like we teach and then you could probably got a bit more reason to be worried about this. Because what I do think is that there's a lot of people that are going, you'll, you won't nothing and be happy. Oh, it's the great reset anyway. I'm going to end up with a central bank, digital currency, all this shit. And so then they're like, so it's all, it's all been planned. I'm like, yeah, so what's your plan? No, well, like, you don't, you don't get it, mate. Like, I don't mm. need to have one because this is all planned. Like, this is all, it's all by design. Mm. And I'll owe nothing and be happy. So I'm like, so fucking, how long is that going to take for that to actually play out? So what, in the meantime, you're just going to wait. You're going to wait for that to happen. Mm. Like a lot of Kiwis get to retirement where they stop working 65. They start getting the pension, which is a benefit from the current taxpayers uh, paying for the future taxpayers. They don't own things. Mm. And like that is literally what does happen for a lot of people. Mm. But they're miserable. Yeah, well, you know my thoughts on the current system, mate. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) So 
anyway, there's just like, me, again, I like to look at things and go, why don't you just, like, have you actually thought about why you're so angry about this situation? Yeah. When <clears> when I just kept hearing about it over and over again, I was like, fuck, I need to look at this, because, like... Yeah. I'm like, I need almost, to have an opinion. Yes. I need I'm to know how I'm going to play hearing it. about it. <coughs> yeah. So I looked into it, and I was like, it triggered me a bit, eh? I was like, oh, fuck. This is kind of legit. Yeah, yeah, this is all, like, a real thing, because I, I was sort of like, can you stop talking shit? Like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... I was kind of in like the oh whatever you you're a, you're a tin hat you know yeah um and I looked at it all I was like oh shit like they're gonna take my car off me <laughs> <laughs> Mikey wants his car and uh, so but and I went down the road of like better squeeze it all in quick then and I just went and bought a new car mm. and it's a turbo petrol drinking manual <laughs> and you own it yeah. Right. Yeah, but yeah, it is a. I can see why people get triggered, but use it to speed up, not slow down. Yeah, just think about it realistically too. Like, okay, so we're gonna say like you'll own nothing, so that means that people won't be able to buy anything, and that means so Toyota that you just brought your car off. Do they have to accept like, oh, you guys should probably stop making cars because no one's gonna be able to buy those? No, they're they're like, no, we're gonna fucking sell as many of these things as we can. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I just don't think, like, if you go down that rabbit hole, I just think there's too many powerful companies around the world that wouldn't allow it to happen. Yeah, they'll be like, we don't like the way you're doing this. Oh, like, look at Elon at the moment going, I don't like the way that Twitter's Sh- shadowing people and bloody yeah, so speech. You know what I'll do? I'll use my money to buy it. Forty-four billion. Yeah, and I'll it's free again. I'll do it the way. (laughs) That's crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I just think there's a few too many people like that around the world. Mm. The world always works the best in perfect harmony when everything's right in the middle. Yeah, that's great. Like it's not left, it's not progressive, it's not right or far right. Yeah, it's when both come to some sort of happy medium in the middle, and we stay in the centre and we vary around the centre. Mm, but you need you need the extremists on all of the sides to kind of like to to actually have some of the conversations. I reckon as long as it's not you know. Well, if you were talking about the World Economic Forum like five years ago, you would have been an extremist conspiracy theorist. True. And now we're doing a podcast on it because we're like, oh shit, this stuff's legit. But even you're like, far. I said, mate, we need to be careful because people could be like, these guys are absolute lids because they there will be who listening to this that have no knowledge of this stuff, being like, fuck, I thought it was a conspiracy theory or whatever. But also, you're like, this could get taken down. I'm like, but why would it get taken down? I'm like, yeah, I agree. Then I'm like, hang on, why would it get taken down? Because you know that there's, there's a, like that. Yeah. They've, they've got a website since 1971. Or like they've got a, it's Google, been going. Google Spotify on the website. Like search for Spotify on the website. I think it's got a list of companies that are. Spotify. wonder if it's part of it. Featured topics, artificial intelligence. The impact of Spotify's work from anywhere policy. Oh, those are just a whole heap of shit. Yeah. But anyway, that somewhere on there, there's a list of companies that are joined with them and um, government leaders that are, you know, part of their group. I think um, there's a whole heap of people that think this is really good. Clearly. Yeah. 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 Jacinda Ardern's on there, and she's a young uh, global leader. She's one of their members and stuff like that. Like, it's not a conspiracy. It's real as shit. Join us. Oh, I'm gonna sign up. Yeah, sign up and... I'll be able to finally go to the Auckland Hub. They'll be like, we've been expecting you. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Vice President. <laughs> yeah, create your account. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just think... Um, 
And it's hard to know what to think. It's hard, <laughs> yeah. It's very strange reading it all, eh? Yeah. Okay, here's a couple of points, mate. Yeah. Um, Feed me. Going back to... So this will go too far. For sure. Because everything always does. Yeah. I'll give you an example. I learned this recently. Someone said, you know, the thing with uh, any train of thought is it always goes too far. Mm. So eventually I'll go too far with one of these podcasts and say something. People, and there's people that unsubscribe and keep the change because it's like, nah, that guy's thinking's too far for me. And it's just everybody does this. And... This week uh, in horse racing, I think last week actually, um, the well, go, let's go Melbourne Cup. So animal activists, they start by going like, we hate the Melbourne Cup, this is disgusting what they're doing to animals, and so then they start Facebook pages and mm. blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, this isn't working. You know what we'll do? We'll go we'll go shake signs out the front, and we'll go nup to the cup, and we'll create a big campaign. Mm. Cool, that got a bit of traction. Oh, but still, like they're still doing it. Like, what the hell's going on here? So then they go, right, let's go out the front, and let's tell everyone that goes that they're a piece of shit, and they shouldn't be going, and they're supporting animal cruelty. And so then uh, they do that, and, and basically then people in New Zealand are like, oh, we could, we could probably do that over here as well. And so people start to copy it, and then it gets a bit louder, but it's like, oh, they're still running the Melbourne Cup. Interesting. But numbers are decreasing, to be fair. And then someone goes this year, fuck, you know what we should do? Let's pour a whole heap of oil all over the track. Then maybe they won't be able to run the race. So then they got 12 hours to clean up all this oil to get it off the track. Mm. And they still run the Melbourne Cup. So again, another failure. But like they're on the path eventually. Mm. So then in New Zealand, someone's gone, oh, great idea. So then they've gone to the new Plymouth racetrack and gone, let's use uh, some spray and shit and let's like kill all this grass because they've got their biggest race meets coming up over Christmas period and New Year's and we'll bugger them. Sure enough. They do that. Are these like climate activists? Uh, no, animal activists. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. so then, bang, so that race club now loses those race meets and they're kind of the ones that they rely on to fund the rest of the year. So mm. you would go, well, should they be doing that? Like, the police are now looking and trying to figure out who that is. So the answer is obviously like no in the letter of the law. But in their heads, they'll be like, fuck, yeah, we did it. We've clocked it. We've figured it out. Mm. And I said to the industry, I said, you need to be real careful how much attention you put on this mm. because I can guarantee you What's going to happen is they're going to go, how do we not think of that? That's mm. brilliant. There's a whole heap of racetracks around the country. Let's go do the same thing in the dark of the night. They got away with it in New Plymouth. How can we get away with it? So, I mean, I don't, that was just my two cents on that story. I said, you need to be real careful how this plays out because the more attention it gets, potentially the worse. But the reason for the story is basically someone's gone too far. Like they've mm. gone to the point where instead of just going, hey, you know, I just want to voice my opinion and say that I, really don't like the fact that you're holding race meets. It's, I believe it's cruel to animals, etc. That's my opinion. Calm, adult conversation. That's my beliefs, and I'll leave those there. Uh, I won't be supporting your race clubs. They're like, let's go and fuck it for everyone else, and, and then, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars get lost, and people's livelihoods then get put at risk, all those things. But to them, they're like, we haven't gone too far. It's mm-hmm. genius. But all of these things, like wherever, whatever you're really passionate about, there's always the risk that you just keep stepping too far. And I reckon this is another example where we're watching it go too far. Like, it it'll, was, it'll go too it far. It was interesting when I was at the Jordan Peterson thing and they had the Q&A and you could look on the on your phone when you logged into the app how, and how many people were asking about this. Mm. Massive amounts. Yeah. And um, Jordan touched on it. He just said... He thinks it's probably he he called it tyranny, so like basically you know full control or whatever tyrannical government force you to do what they say sort of thing. Um, a state it. under control, an oppressive government, mm. cruel, unreasonable, arbitrary use of power or control. So he called 
what they're attempting to do, tyranny, and that's what people are scared of. Is that what you're saying? Like, yeah, but he you? said he doesn't think it will succeed. Well, yeah, I guess he it said can't. He, well, eventually you push humans too far and they push back. Yeah, and like, and that will that will happen. Um, I haven't once heard someone come up to me like, "Bro, do you know what the World Economic Forum have done? They fucking solved this. Like, oh, it's been great. Like, did you hear about what they've just achieved? Mm. I've never heard a story like that. I've Neither. never heard a positive story about the World Economic Forum. Neither. Which is weird. I only hear bad things. Although when you read out their mission statement, that sounded quite nice. Yeah, I'm like, Jesus. Yeah, where do I? Do, do you want money? I think. <laughs> How I much think is the other it? thing is uh, central bank digital currencies. Yeah. Okay. So let's get. Oh, do you hang talk on. About that? Not yet, because we actually got it. We still haven't even unpacked the you'll bloody owe nothing and be happy. So where that came from was an article in 2016. Now, okay, I don't 100% know this to be true, but I have seen what I've seen. This is my depth of my knowledge. I've seen screenshots of that being the wording. You owe nothing and be happy, and it's from predictions into the future. Yeah. And when you go to this website link now to read about this, it's eight predictions for the world in 2030. And it's from November the 12th, 2016, and it's on their website. So again, I'm not making this shit up. And number one is all products will have become services. So it's been reworded. Which is exactly what you were thinking that, that it meant. Yeah. Which then because it says... a positive bugger, Luke. Yeah. <laughs> or naive. <laughs> and I think, well, yeah, well, there are heaps of scooters you can just rent now, and you don't have to own them. Then I'm like, why did I go buy a scooter? You then? don't actually need a car because you just Uber. Yeah, you why did I go buy a scooter? You just rent that. Yeah. Claws, come and take it off me. Granddad, you should, I should know better. <laughs> is, this, is this a piss take? Is he Santa Claus? Oh, Klaus so. Schwab. I thought it was like claws because it's like the reverse of Santa Claus is going to take everything <laughs> off everyone. <laughs> Shit, oh, man. The dear. world is so confusing. So in quotes, I don't own anything. I don't own a car. I don't own a house. I don't own any appliances or any clothes. Writes Danish, any clothes? Danish MP Ida Orkin? Fuck, I don't want to Google Hirsch. He, she, he, they, them will be nude. Shopping is a distant memory in the city of 2030 whose inhabitants have cracked clean energy and borrow what they need on demand. It sounds utopian until she mentions that her every morning is tracked and outside of the cycle, city life swathes of discontents, the ultimate depiction of a society split in two. Fuck, man, they made these things so hard to read out. <laughs> now, the second one, this is a prediction for 2030, there is a global price on carbon. Can definitely see that coming, can't you? Mm, I reckon there'll be some solid pushback on that, eh? Number three, US dominance is over. We have a handful of global powers. We're on the path to that, aren't I'd we? say so, yep. Yeah, I agree. Number four, farewell hospital, hello home spittal. Technology will have further disrupted disease, writes Melanie Walker, a medical doctor and World Bank advisor. World Bank advisor? The ho- the hospital, as we know it, will be on its way out with fewer accidents thanks to self-driving cars and great strides in preventative and personalised medicine, scalpels and organ donors, and out uh, are out tiny robotic tubes and bio-printed organs are in. Okay, I, I think that, for me, that I don't know heaps about health, but that seems fucking... The thing I always think about... I've heard about printed organs. Yeah, but also, who gets first access to that? People that have got money. Not what do you have to do to have heaps of money? own heaps of shit and rent it out to people. Yeah. And so uh, that's a point I need to come back to at some stage as well. Do you want to just write that down because I'm going to come back to it too. Okay. We're going to talk about, uh, (coughs) yeah. Okay. Should we just quickly brush over that? Which bit? About that, what you just said. Yep. So (laughs) this is how, this is why people get angry, right? Because if you start working out in your mind. It's it's all for the elites. It's Yeah, so. They they end up with the power of the only ones with the organs, right? 
They mm. can only afford it. But then they say, put me in as your president and I'll make it accessible to everyone. And that's what people get pissed off with. But that's why I voted for Labour. <laughs> Look, <laughs> on to you. Sorry, are you saying this doesn't work? Well, then you're forced to. On a small scale, it's like the benefit being increased, if you think about it. If you think logically about, the, let's just say the benefit's currently at $100, and then the opposition party... Uh, come in and they say we'll make it $200 and then if you vote us in we'll make sure we increase it by 10% every year that's my guy yeah that's my guy we go win of the polls and then what actually happens is the price and the, the currency gets devalued and the price of everything increases and your life doesn't actually improve oh my God. but you keep getting told that if you vote me in I'll give you more uh, so um, you're then you're state reliant I'm like how come I can't how come I still can't afford this shit <laughs> You said, oh yeah, interesting. Anyway, Must be someone else's problem. Okay. Number five. Then we'll get back to the elites thing at some stage as well. Number five, we are eating much less meat. Well, you just ordered us burgers that had chicken patties and. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, I can see that. I feel like the farmers have been absolutely like smacked around. Yeah, you can see it, man. Today's Syrian Refugees 2030s CEOs. Highly educated Syrian refugees will have come of age by 2030, making the case of the economic integration of those who have been focused to flee conflict. The world needs to be better prepared for populations on the move, writes Lorna Solis, founder and CEO of the NGO Blue Rose Compass, as climate change will have displaced 1 billion people by 2030. 20 man. Displaced. Okay, I have to Google what. out of their country. I think you can define displaced. Uh, look up. Displaced. Look up. Now, oh, displaced that. just means like it's got, they had to it's move, got right? so hot. Yeah. In Syria, that they've had to leave because they can't survive with the heat and there's no water or whatever. A billion people, one in seven ki- oh, Kiwis, one in seven people in the world would have, oh, one in eight now would have had, would have been displaced by 2030 by climate change. Okay, that's that's pretty intense. I didn't know about that. Mm. Don't feel like that's happening. No, I don't. Feel but like maybe that I'm naive because we lived this far down. I don't know. That seems like a lot of people. I feel like we'd have more people in New Zealand due to climate change. Well, this would already be happening. We're in 2020. What are we? 2020. So, <laughs> I don't even know what year it is. We've only got eight years left, mate. Jesus, man. It's a great reset. Yeah. Number seven, the values that built the West will have been tested to breaking point. Oh. I think that's coming. Th- this I is think the smallest paragraph on what that actually means. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I think that, um, like, you see that, right? When Elon's talking about free speech and... Mm. Did you... Elon's about to drop some shit on that, um, the vaccine guy. Oh, oh, Fauci. Fauci, that's it. Wow. Yeah, so that'll be fun. Um, sheep is creepers, man. Okay, so but I think the West is getting tested at the moment, yeah. right? Like we've got, I feel like there's a reasonably divisive <coughs> society in terms of left and right. We have a divisive. Uh, it all stems from the government. We have extremely divisive governments all over the place. Um, until David Seymour rocks up and brings cohesion. <laughs> that was so funny. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There's um, punk and punk in the world with that. But yeah, I think the West is going to get tested over the next 10 years with that stuff, eh? I'm really positive about it. I think we're going to have a free information age. I want to learn what Ray Dalio thinks about all this. What he thinks about the World Economic Forum. He's a part of it. Is he? I believe he's a member. Might contribute. Yeah. Mm. Man, I've got to join you the hub. join and pay the fee, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man. Number eight. By the 2030s, we'll be ready to move humans towards the red planet. What's more, 
Once we get there, we'll probably discover evidence of alien life, writes Alan Stofan, chief scientist at NASA. Big science will help us to answer big questions about life on Earth as well as opening up practical applications to space technology. He's the one that's microdosing. <laughs> Alan Stofan. We've been on the planet for 10,000 years, man. We haven't got aliens. Like, Do you know what? There's a good argument for what aliens are. What are they? When we find new species of stuff. And then they're just an alien. The term alien is... Yeah, it's like, oh, there's a new... There's a new fish. No one's ever recorded that before. Yeah, interesting. Has it yeah. been here for thousands of years? It'll just turn up. Oh, mate. I'm, <laughs> start, I'm starting to feel like an alien. This is what the world is going for and does you to you, mate. Yeah, yeah. My brain is like, it's a Friday at uh, 8 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a long week. <laughs> and I'm just starting to wonder what the fuck is going on out there after reading all this stuff. Okay, so this is 2016, and this is where this kind of, this, this chat started from. Um, for more information, watch sessions on the Global Economic Outlook and Global Science Outlook, the future of consumption from the annual meeting 2017. So there's an annual meeting. Maybe we have to go to the meeting. We could get invited and we'll do a live That's pod. That's at Davos. Is it at Davos? Yeah. <laughs> Shit. Yeah, I've seen videos of reporters trying to get in there and I don't let them in. What? Well, we'll get in, bro, because I'll sign up and we'll <laughs> yeah, um, they'll ask. Yeah, they'll, they'll let us record a pod in there. Yeah, we'll ask Grand, Granddad if we can... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Granddad claws. I, this is why it'll get taken down because I'll be disrespecting something that I don't actually understand. Is like highly important to a lot of people. God's sake. Okay, so I'm going to close the tyranny tab. I'm going to close the stakeholder tab. I'm going to close Davo's manifesto. It's fucking winter there by the looks. So I don't know if I'm that keen to go. If it's going to be that snowy and cold. Um, okay. Now, what about the next one? So then there's Agenda 2030. I believe that's the United Nations. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Okay. So another, that, another unvoted government. Oh, my God. You're telling me there's another one? <laughs> you are. You are. You're not even joking. Okay, so sustainable development goals. And I, I've Googled Helen this. Helen Clark works for the UN. Oh, okay. We need to ask Auntie Helen what the hell the goals I is. I actually Can, quite like Helen. Yeah, same. I'd like to get her in for a chat. Yeah. Helen, if you're listening... <laughs> You're not, because we've just mugged <laughs> off probably some of your colleagues. Your <laughs> Can you please come and explain this stuff? But, okay, so mfat.gov.nz. So here's a government organisation when I've Googled it. Sustainable Development Goals. What are the sustainable development goals? In twenty in September 2015, the United Nations signed up to 17 sustainable development goals and 169 targets. The 17 goals and 169 targets set a universal agenda. Universal agenda. This word agenda keeps popping up. To achieve sustainable development globally known as Agenda 2030. Mm. Again, this isn't a conspiracy. No. Nope. This is something. They bring together the three dimensions of sustainable development, economic, social, and environmental. They apply to all countries. Every single country, apparently. Mm. I don't think every country is a part of the UN. Nah. <laughs> so they can apply them to whoever they want, but it's the country's choice to participate at the end of the day. God Do you think us. China's caring about climate change right now? Well, yeah. Okay, I'm going to read out the 17 <laughs> things really quickly, okay? So this is, again, this is the United Nations, and this is off their website. So this is something that I've thought was part of the, was all of the same narrative, uh, but this is the comments I keep seeing as well. So the 17 goals. One, no poverty. Zero, hunger. Goal three, ensure healthy lives and promote well-being for all ages. Four, quality education. Five, gender equality. Six, clean water and sanitation. Ensure access to affordable, reliable, sustainable, modern energy for all. Decent work and, <laughs> decent work and economic growth. Industry, innovation, infrastructure, reduced inequality, sustainable cities and communities, responsible consumption and production, climate action, uh, life below water, the hell? 
15 is Life on Land, Peace, Justice and Strong Institute's 17 Partnership for the Goals. So those are the 17 goals of Agenda 2030 that all countries are apparently working in behind. And that's from New Zealand Foreign Affairs and Trade website if you want to look that up and learn a little bit more about that. But let's get back to the World Economic Forum, um, which is different again to the United Nations that then has its own agenda as well. So, Mikey, what the hell is a central bank district current <laughs> district <laughs> digital <laughs> currency? And will Santa Claus be giving it this to all of us? And what will it mean for me? Yeah. Why am I scared? Why should I be scared? Well, our Reserve Bank of New Zealand is also researching and studying and working on one. That you can go on their website and look at, you know, their updates. Yep. It's been pretty. So I, I don't. It's really hard to find correct information on China, but it looks like they've they are releasing a digital yuan into their system because they're so far ahead in terms of payment and shit on their phones and all that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> the the CCP just say right, download this app. This is your new wallet. Um, there'll be a hundred dollars in there. And treat it as the same value as your current yuan in your bank account. At whatever bank you've got, and um, but the the problem that people have with it is technically it's a cryptocurrency, right? And there's lots of advantages in a few ways um, to cryptocurrencies over the traditional ledger banking system. Yep. Um, and the international SWIFT, I guess that's what Americans called wire wire transfer. Yep. Um. Because it's on a blockchain and it can move at the speed of light, blah, blah, blah. Where a, digital, a central bank digital currency comes unstuck is <clears throat> the threat of tyrannical power lives in the product. Um, I think it's, there's a, there's a in, the, in the Bitcoin people, there's enough pain already caused by like, think about how powerful a man Jerome Powell is. Oh, mate. He controls the price of everything on $500 trillion worth of assets. Mm. What the fuck? Here so I am. there's a lot of people that believe one man shouldn't have that much power and that shouldn't be a central planning thing. And money shouldn't be central planning. It should be individual and decentralized. And cash is a version of that, but someone still controls the price of it by moving interest rates, printing more of it, and devaluing it, whatever. When it comes down to a central bank digital currency, you also lose privacy, right? So if we let's say we go into a really hard recession next year and our government comes out and says we're gonna do a cost of living payment so you guys can make sure you eat. But then they can be like your phone, it can have the data in it, so your central bank digital currency in there is in there, it just looks like your ANZ or BNZ app and you swipe it like you do normally but it's your CBDC, but it doesn't let you buy... Beers. Yeah, no drinking. doesn't let you buy cigarettes. doesn't let you buy meat. Meat. doesn't let you buy anything that was produced on a farm. A world with less meat, 2016. So that's where, so forum. Can, so it sounds like a good idea for you to have money that you can't buy cigarettes with. Shit. But at the cost of possibly the person in power of controlling it, taking away the other parts from you that... Should be freedom of choice. I've just figured it out, bro. Have you? Less meat, 
Go back to number two. There's a global price on carbon. Now they know what I'm buying. They can tax me this is, on was, the this carbon is output. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry <bro. laughs> Have you only just figured this out? So this is where the central bank digital currency comes in because then they go, Mikey, you're spending $200 a week on fuel. We're going to charge you 300 from next week because you need to pay 100 off to your carbon credits. Because you've displaced another person this week Yeah. because of climate change, because of your actions of carbon output. So anyone, I don't think could look me in the eye and say that they would enjoy that. No. Although, we all stayed at home, didn't we? Mate, we all go to work, we get taxed. We all just do what we're told. So maybe, yep. I mean, I, it's, it's an ideological thing, right? It sounds like such a good idea for like, right, you get paid $1,000 and you're forced to spend 20% of it on gym and like health stuff. Yeah. That sounds like a great idea because the whole of New Zealand, five million of us, would all be in shape in like two years and everyone would be healthy and it just sounds like such a beautiful thing. Mm. But then it's like if if the wrong person gets in control of that because it isn't a decentralised thing, it's a central bank digital currency and there's someone who runs the central bank and makes the rules. And it's just like... Like, how many people feel, like, hard done by now that just their interest rate's going up? Yeah. Like, people are not enjoying it. They feel like it's unfair. So imagine when it comes down to not being able to buy meat because mm, we're over our, our farms are over our carbon emissions, so you can't buy meat this week. You have to buy, you know, meat, fake meat or whatever they call it, you know, like... Um, like you, plants, or you, yeah. Or you can't drive a <laughs> fake car. meat. What do they call it? <laughs> like, you, yeah, yeah. You know, you have to. You're gonna have to. It, it'll end up being like, fuck. It's actually cheaper for me to finance a Tesla than drive my Civic. Yeah, guys, get a Tesla so, if you want to come Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you can see that I can understand They're the ideological pass bit behind it, and I can see how it seems dreamy. But over time, when people are in power long enough, they end up doing the wrong shit. Yeah. Not very many people run powerful for a very long time and can't help themselves to do something with the power. Before we went live on this, I said to Mikey, I have this sort of view of the world that everything's an experiment and we think that people know what they're doing, but Mm. really they're just trying and they're testing and then we iterate based on what the outcomes were. And I think this is just another one of those experiments where... Where like it clearly there's clearly an, an agenda. I'll tell you what's okay. Here we go. I'll tell you what the problem is with a, a central bank digital currency. Do we need to take a break? No, we right. We go. Did you call a lawyer? <laughs> no. If you wanted to have a cryptocurrency replace money, if you're the government, there's already one that's built out there that's really good, and it already has a lot of free market development. It's been put into it, and it's called Bitcoin, and it's got a layer two called the Lightning Network, and I can send money to my mate in England right now for less than a cent in like literally a second. Mm. So people don't even know this exists, but it's there, and if governments actually wanted to use it for the right reasons, then they would, but they won't. That's why they want it for the power, you know? So Got you. Yeah, because they couldn't do those things with Bitcoin is what you're saying. Like they tell can't. Me. They can't touch it. Gotcha. It's it's not completely decentralized. It's run by 
tens of hundreds of thousands of computers around the world. So that's why people think it could be the greatest invention of our generation. There are people that think that. I yeah. tend to probably be on that side of the fence, but I also think the human race is a bit slow at picking these kind of things up. Well, that is... Okay, here's two reasons why I think this whole thing can't work. If people are so worried about this, here's two reasons why I think this can't work. Okay, there's still people in New Zealand that fucking use checks. And they try to ban checks, and they got 40,000 signatures from people saying, <laughs> you can't do this! <laughs> well, you were in the cinema the other day, and boomers couldn't answer their phone that they've had for 20 years as well, right? Yeah. Like, mobile phones have been around a long time. If you can't and, answer it yet, yeah. And they didn't even have the etiquette <clears> to not... To walk out of the cinema, they just answer in the cinema as well. <laughs> I think, okay. yeah, I think that's right. And I, I I reckon this should be like a gender, well, these goals 2030, they probably need to nudge them out to about 2070. <laughs> like this is, okay, this you is clearly. You can't because we'll be underwater by then. Oh, good point. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, second point of why this can't work, why this whole thing can't work. You own nothing and be happy. Okay. If everyone was happy, what industry is going to get absolutely fucked? Everyone was happy. What industry is going to get fucked? Yeah. I don't know. Well, what is one of the biggest problems <clears throat> for humans in the Western world? At the moment. You probably don't even know. You probably don't think like this. No. Nah. Mental health. Oh. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're thinking on an individual level. So, yeah. what, are they, what do we do? We go get prescribed something. This will this will help. This is actually what do they call it? An epidemic, eh? Yeah, in a way. If you apparently the usage of mental health fixing drugs is really high, mm. you'd be blown away. What percentage of people are on a uh, prescription or mm. a non-prescribed drug? So mm. if everyone's going to be happy, we're probably not going to need heaps of that shit. But who makes a whole heap of money out of all that shit? This is the other part. If you just watch where the incentives lie. Mm. Do you reckon they're going to let that happen? Are the pharmaceutical companies going to go, yeah, let's solve happiness? Because mm. I'd say there'd be some pretty powerful people behind those businesses that don't want to see this shit happen. Mm. And and they know, like, no, you won't be happy because we don't know how to be happy. Like, mm. if, if we wanted people to be happy by 2030, we'd literally be teaching people one by one, one by one, hey, here's the formula to be happy. You can just about ask, Every single person, hey, how do you be happy? And people are either like, fuck, I don't know. Or, um, oh, here's, here's what I think. Or, here's what worked for me. Or, don't ask me. I don't think you can. Mm. Like, we could literally... I think to be happy, you just have to try something really hard until you achieve it. So, you've got your definition. Yeah. But someone would say, no, but I, I need to take antidepressants that then give me an ability to think about being happy. And then I might be able to figure it out. Um, so, everyone's going to have... There, where they are on the spectrum, on that mm. on that scale, but like that's an element of it where I go, well, this whole thing must be full of shit because if we can make everyone happy, are we then going to eradicate drugs? Because you'd be like, why are you why are you on the piss? Why are you doing drugs? Like why are you after a high? Like aren't you already real happy? And you You're own full nothing. Of dopamine already. Yeah. <laughs> Claws handed it all out. <laughs> you know, like this is just this is just an experiment, pie in the sky type bullshit. <laughs> It is, except the problem is, is that. <laughs> so like, that's except the the problem is, is that some government leaders have, uh, with them. They haven't explained it well enough for the people. You know, there's outrage. I think that's what people get pissed off with is, yeah. like, they see photos of Jacinda Ardern and 
who's the Canadian dude? He's a fucking idiot, that Trudeau guy. <laughs> like, they Tell see pictures think, of those guys with this Klaus guy from the World Economic Forum. But have you ever... I mean, Cindy was on TV twice a day for two years. Yeah. And did she ever talk about him once? Or what the World Economic Forum is? Yeah. I wouldn't actually know because I never watched it, but <laughs> I don't I think don't so. Recall. I don't think so. Like, you never hear of it. Like, you never you never see an article in, like, one of our mainstream media things about them. Mm. So that's why people get pissed off because it's like, why are you doing stuff behind our back? It's our country. Yeah, we'll carry on, mate, because I've got a good point on that. Um, but I guess my argument's a little bit flawed with the, uh, med- the pharmaceuticals because the own nothing and be happy thing that really we've debunked that it's actually that all products will be, have become services um, but so you just rent the happy pills <laughs> fuck I don't know mate <laughs> but I just want to share this is quite funny so under the caption of all products will have become services which is then used to be worded as you owe nothing and be happy there's a photo of two ladies riding on bicycles now can you see anything wrong with this photo Mikey they should have a car <laughs> They should have rented a car. Oh, okay? sorry. <laughs> and the elites own the car and you rented it off them. Um, no, they're not wearing helmets. Oh, good Be- point. So not wearing helmets. So what's going to happen to them is they're going to be owning, they're not even going to own those bikes. They've borrowed those bikes mm. from the network uh, mm. that the elites must own or someone must own them, maybe the council or something or the, the people of the power. And they're then going to bike around and they're going to, run into a big judder bar that we still have in place from when everybody wasn't happy and was driving around in their cars too fast, emitting carbon, and they're going to hit that judder bar <laughs> that we haven't been able to take down because we don't know how to recycle the concrete yet, and they're going to smack into that and they're going to hit their heads and they're not going to be able to go to the hospital because if we go to level four, it's Farewell Hospital, Hello Home Spittle. I think we saw a bit of that during... Um, COVID lockdowns, right? Where you could like zoom your doctor and uh, yeah. do a diagnosis. And I do believe that is the way. Same. Like, like um, even now, med- medicine's come pretty far where prescriptions you'd have to go to the doctor for. You don't have to anymore. You can just ring up and then it's like go, go straight to the um, doctor. And even we've got this new machine in New Zealand that can find cancer and different things. And mm. it's like, yeah, I, I didn't watch it enough, but it's all that stuff. I always think, you know, the last people who have access to, who have access to technology, they are people that have less money and that is mm. the the great thing about technology is it advances the world i'm like this is amazing but look at, at a micro level um we speak to a school earlier this year and they go well 40 percent of our kids they can't actually afford to have tablets but it's now sort of the thing that we learn off of so they get disadvantaged and they get left behind and you go mm. well fuck a technology is great and then you go b but now they can left further behind and so then we go okay well let's pay for a tablet for those people mm. and we can do that uh, and so we do do that, and that helps. And then you read a stat, oh, New Zealand now has a literacy rate of 65%, and mm. we're, w- we're way behind our OECD peers. And you think, okay, if we're so keen on all these other agendas and achieving all of this shit, like, how are we failing on the basics of reading and writing? Like, mm. what's going to happen with those kids when they have to pass the baton of the World Economic Forum and go, here you go, uh, Maxi boy, I need you to uh, carry on. He goes, mate, I can't fucking write a letter. Like, you know, how am I going to do a presentation? I can't spell or whatever. <laughs> like, so something's broken, mate. Something's not stacking up for my simple brain anyway. It's a funny one, yeah. I mean, so I heard about it through word of mouth. And then I was like, fuck, I'm sick of hearing this. I've got to look into it. I looked into it and I was like, whoa, triggered me. I was <laughs> like, don't like this. Don't want my cars taken. 
Got mm. some mates that are farmers. They're very good at it. Very good people. Yeah. Um, I quite like eating steak. I eat it like six or seven times a week. Um, <laughs> You'll be able to grow it in the lab, so, mate. <laughs> and then, uh, and then after a while, I was like, Ah, fuck it. Who cares? There we go. Get on with it. Yeah. Um. There's off ramps and shit to get away out of central bank digital currencies when they arrive. Yeah. The free market's taking care of that already. They've invented better versions. Yeah. When we're forced to use it, we will. Yeah. Um. Same with countries. The thing about this kind of stuff, and this is why I don't care, because this is what goes on in my head, right? So someone, we're all signed up to Agenda 2030 in the in the the World Economic Forum and all this stuff. And then someone like Brazil and Mexico come along and they go, come stay here. Yeah, that looks shit. We'll do no tax, full free market capitalism, take as many as you want. Yeah. Come, boys. And then what happens to their, to their country and GDP when all the smart people go there because they can go and do how they want to roll? Yeah. And then... You know, everyone out then, and then Japan are like, "Shit, they worked for them. Hey, we'll do it too, but we'll pay you to come here. Oh, and we'll give we'll give businesses free rent for a year or whatever it is." I'll be like, "Oh and yeah, then, man, I don't need to come. I then, own nothing, and I'm happy as." Then Dubai, I mean, Dubai already does this. True, you know, Monaco, mm. all these places. Like, it's just a, it's just time. They just have ways to compete. If you honestly think that, like, the whole world we like succumb to a global government like I just don't I can't see it happening mm. there will be free markets in other places and you'll just go and move to them and I don't think it'll come to that I think because of that then New Zealand will go shit we better change because we're losing all our people and if we don't compete then everyone's going to be gone and this place will be a desert how will we pay everyone's pension <laughs> exactly <laughs> we ruined the currency and everyone's pissed off we better offer something so we can get our people back. And I think that stuff happens before it actually needs to. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds positive and optimistic. I am. So by then you'll have a social credit score and you'll be able to leave the country. We didn't even touch on social credit scores. I'll be able to buy a plane, mate. <laughs> hey, you just rent it, mate, and just give it back when you're done. Okay? And hopefully it's electric. Um, okay, some final points from me, mate. What this does make me realise or think about is that Again, it makes me even more disengaged with politics because I think... Same. It just, it's just like, oh, you guys are actually losers. <laughs> I used to just think, that, like, joke about it, but now I actually believe it. Because I think, <laughs> oh, so if we're signed up to this agenda, do we have... Like, do we even have a vision for New Zealand? Seems like the answer is no. But, yeah, it doesn't oh, matter what we think. Yeah, it makes more sense now. It doesn't matter if it's Labour, National, Green, whoever... We're all moving towards this 2030 thing that we're signed up to, towards. Um, <laughs> like it's it, it's all part of yeah. something bigger. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't help decide it. Yeah, is, yeah. I don't don't remember ticking the box at the referendum about this. Mm, it feels un- undemocratic. Yeah, and so you go, oh, is the is this kind of just a good way to keep distracted from what's going on at a higher level? So again, it just makes me think, right? What should I focus on instead? Hmm, probably the person in the mirror. Probably voting for things that. I care about mm. that's the actions I take to then achieve my goals mm. um, then I set my brain up and I think well maybe like maybe this is how it plays out and do I need to start accepting now that I'm going to have some shit confiscated off me in time mm. I'm not a very angry dude so I reckon I'd roll over 
Uh, but who knows once I get there. But I reckon there'll be a whole heap of people that are way more intense than me and they won't roll over. I'm like, oh, well, I'll, I'll see how that plays out. And mm. then maybe like people will build some solutions. But if, you know, I don't own heaps of shit now anyway. So <laughs> it's kind of, like, if, if they take my laptop off me, I'm fucking done. Yeah. Like I'm out, you know, and my, and my podcasting equipment. And I say, Taz, we're renting, we're out of here. Yeah. Um, yeah, we, we're out. We're going to have to go somewhere. But, okay, maybe you will have some things confiscated from you. And that, that will suck. That's going to be really hurtful for people. Mm. I, I think, yeah, maybe how that plays out is the, the wealth that the boomers have at the moment gets passed down to the next generations and somehow that slowly gets taken from people. Well, if you unravel what's happened since 2020, um, <laughs> wealth confiscation has happened via inflation. Yeah. Because a whole lot of people's properties... We're worth a million, and now they're not. Mm. And if you think about that, and then, not only that, inflation was transitory. Yeah. Now it's not. Now it's like, we want to get back to 1% to 3% by 2024, 2025. And it's like, oh, I read an article today that said we might have a decade of inflation between 3 and 5%. Man. Like, again, That means we're going to have $500 notes. Yeah. In 10 years. I picked up a 10-cent coin the other day. Part of my brain was like, what are you doing? Yeah, because it's worth nothing. Yeah. So if you think about it in that way, there is some wealth confiscation going on already because inflation is effectively, you know, if we've got 7% inflation, it's effectively a 7% compounding tax yeah. on your money. Shit. And it's happening right in front of people's eyes. This is a, It's a little bit of a doom and gloom pod, eh, which I said I didn't want to do anymore. Oh, I don't know. Like, I reckon it's good to sort of... Yeah, we we would have got some things wrong in this, no doubt. It, and again, it's one of those like I, I don't care about this stuff enough to go and learn it all. But then when I see these people that have absorbed their whole life in it, I think, wow. Yeah. Like all, what? all I did was look into it enough to believe it. Yeah. And I was like, oh, actually, that still doesn't change how I roll, so I'll just keep going. But I I wonder for those people because I'm fascinated by how people think. I think are they wanting to be the people that sort of wake everyone up and they and they're like. We've got to stop this being the direction we're going in, and that's mm. what they think their cause for the world is. Or are they just like, I, I don't know. Like it, those people sort of confuse me. But I reckon that there's there's a, a good percentage of people that they won't take action in their life because they'll get so consumed by all of this stuff, and they could actually win at life, and they could actually be happy, mm. and they could actually find ways to be really stoked about their life and know like, fuck, even if that is what's going on in the background. Like, can I really stop it? Like, can you really, like... That's how sort of how I... Mm. I, like, I can't stop it, so I'll just do what I can for me, and if I have to make a gruntier decision about it later on, I will. I think that people would say, that yeah, but you boys are being complacent. Like, you, you should be helping us stop this sort of thing. And it's just like, well, I look at these... I'm sort of, okay, which battles... Which do you want to fight? And mm. and I sort of look at it as a... Do you, do you fight the tide or do you go with it? And part of me, when I started learning about some of the stuff, I was like, I'm not going to go learn every piece of it. No, I, it's not interesting enough for me. So what I've decided to do is accept that this is probably the direction that the world's heading in. And so when people go, I, I fucking can't stand um, labor, I'm like, well, how old are you? Oh, I'm uh, 40. I'm like, oh, sweet. So are you hoping National are going to be in government for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Because when they get back in, they, they're just going to carry on down that path. So you can't, like there's things in life that you just actually cannot control. 
Yeah. And I think this is sort of one of those things. Yeah. And I also reckon it will fail. Mm. Like at the end of the day. Yeah. I kind of like it that this many people hate it a little bit. Because I'm like, wow, there's a lot of people that are going to stand up to this when they try and fucking press the button. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah, good luck. Good luck, Klaus. (laughs) (laughs) Be interesting when he dies, like how big of a deal that is. Imagine if Helen takes over. From the UN, she leaves the UN and goes to, to the wife. Oh, plot twist. Maybe he knows. Okay. Uh, mate, I'm just coming to terms with the fact that Agenda 2030 isn't the World Economic Forum, it's the United Nations. And Mate, I can... And you're now telling me that Helen Clark could lead that? The, the European U- the Council of the European Union. Do you know that exists? Do you know who, who runs that? Mate, I'm, my brain is pretty fucked right now. You're going to introduce the third... Yeah, 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 another one. Tier of power. Like, no one knows who they are, but they control a bit of shit. The Bank of International Settlements, the oh. the International Monetary Fund, the IMF. Oh, we haven't even got into that, have there's, we? There's so many. Man. <laughs> and, I mean, look, and which one do you pick, and which one becomes your poison, and which one do you basically lose your whole life worrying about? Oh, man, I've been down, like, the the how money works side pretty deep. And when you start getting into the... Bank of International Settlements and the IMF and SDRs and all this stuff and um, you start going like, wow, like there's some people that have gone into it and you can see when you start doing the numbers, you're like, how the fuck is this shit alive? Yeah. How is this organism still rolling? Like you feel like it's going to blow up. But if you looked at it in 1975, you would have thought that too. Because you're like, everything was, it's like, wow, there's a billion dollars worth of debt around the world. Mm. Now there's, you know, a hundred trillion of derivative <laughs> lending off balance sheet, <laughs> mm. like foreign currency swaps that they don't even know where they've gone. It's fucked, man. So I think at the end of the day, like you can get up in arms about it or you can just carry on. Yeah. You've got to know what you want from your own life. You've got to build a plan and you've actually just got to that's, start. That's executing. it, eh? Like at the end of the day, I've got like a, I built like a plan for me to get to like 100% by 45 and then I've got some other stages after that. Mate, if I've got a Lambo and I'm going fishing a couple of times a week, do what you want to me. Will you be happy? Very. <laughs> Will you be renting a fishing rod? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be on Snapper. <laughs> Snapper.rent. Uh, getting oh, that. Th- this makes me realise that there's, well, it makes it more evident to me that there's always a higher power there's always a bigger thing going on. If it's, you know, I think I'm heading down to um, to back to my apartment on my scooter and no one's seen me. You know what? I've been watched on, C- like, there's CCTV footage of me the whole way. Yeah. And now I'm just like, well, fuck, it is what it is. Yeah. I'm not like, you know what? I might wear a bandana so that or a balaclava. I'm like, well, fuck, it's not really impacting me. And that seems like it's just crept in. And it just always seems to be another higher level of something going on that you'll never truly understand. Mm. And the reason it exists from what my brain has figured out for me or what I've come to the conclusion of is because it's been someone's idea that this is a great idea. But An then, experiment. Yeah. And yeah. then we all have a different idea of what a great idea is mm. and that's what makes the world amazing. And you can either choose to be real fucked off by it mm. and it can ruin your life or you can be like, you know what, Like maybe I should just <laughs> do my own thing and see, I'll tell you what, if you guys are worried about, or if someone out there you know is worried about this, if you, what you should be worried about 
is if you believe that we won't band together when we need to. Because mm. every time the world's had a crisis, we always come together, eh? And yeah. sort shit out. 100%. So if it gets bad enough, just trust the human race. Mm. We always win. Yep. Every time. We're still here. We're, we're, the, we're the, the kings of the planet, man. There's, was it Bill Ackman or who were we watching the other night, mate? The, some of the smartest people in the world at a forum. Oh, my God. That was so interesting. Ray yeah. Dalio, Jamie Diamond. Uh, Diamond. Um, basically, like the Goldman Sachs CEO, JP Morgan CEO, Bridgewater, and then a couple of other funds around the world. Like yeah. Basically, Very the top-performing banks and hedge funds, the top 20. Yeah. In the globe. Developing nations, all sorts of different things. Yeah. Very different perspectives. And someone said, climate change is not the biggest threat to this planet. That was Jamie Dimon. He said, nuclear war is. Yeah. Which really means humans ah. are the biggest risk to the exactly. planet. Yeah. And our ability to get along. Yeah. And that is what will end the planet before something that we, like something that we can control, mm. like have more control of. That is what will fuck the whole thing before mm. something that we think we can get back in control of because you've got to get everyone on that same path. Mm. And the climate change idea, for instance, which is a big part of these things, is um, going to be really hard to get everybody moving in the same direction because they'll be like, well, hang on, that doesn't go, that that directly conflicts with our goals of what we're trying to do with our nation. So no, we can't do that but hey, good on you guys for doing it over there, but we're just going to carry on doing what we're doing. Mm. And that's, yeah, like people will just always do what's in their best interest from an individual to a country level to then these world economic forum levels. Mm. Yeah. My favourite part about climate change is all the models. Oh. Because I've never seen models that work. Mm. Like models in economics, economists, always wrong. Yeah. If you look back through history, like no one predicts like all these black swan events. That's why they're called black swans. Yeah. Once in a hundred years. Everyone's got models though. Yeah. You know? Yeah, true. And the remember COVID, all the models? Oh yeah. Do you want me to pull up one they of my They were all a fuck up? One of my favorite images, I keep it in my favourites. Um, so how are the models that we're gonna, you know, be underwater by twenty thirty, how can they be right? Two thousand and uh, twenty-two, twenty-seventh of January. Yeah. I was at home. We were back in lockdown. There was a lockdown, bro. I just realised we had the Karaka million, and then we went into lockdown. Is that right? The day after. So maybe we did have a lockdown this year. A very quick one in Auckland, like a seven or a fourteen day or something. No way. I think we did, mate, and we completely forgot that. That is definitely the low light of my year. Then <laughs> <laughs> I can't even remember. Yeah, twenty-seventh of January. I'm sure we went into lockdown. So. Um, ah. Do you remember that? There was a short, sharp kind of everyone's back home for a bit. I would not have participated. Or, no, mate. maybe we changed. Maybe we changed levels. We changed levels. There was no more events because I snuck my Karaka million in, and on the Sunday it was midday. We're going back to. Oh right. Yeah, yeah. So there was back to a hundred people. But anyway, this is uh, from the news, mate, which you would have watched that night because you're a big <laughs> newsman. So that is uh, your idol, Simon Dello, is explaining to the people out there that um, there is expected to be eighty thousand projected Omicron cases by the middle of February. Yeah. And I don't think we've ever got to 80,000 cases. That's in a single day. I don't oh. think we, like that was, yeah. And then it was. Oh, that's what to, I'm saying about models. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I mean. Yeah. So like we were all, oh shit, we're back home. This is why we're bloody coming down a level and it's like, fuck, 80,000 people. You know, this was the 27th and they were saying basically in 20 days time, 80,000 people in one single day are going to have Omicron. And I think we got to that day and like 10,000 people had it. Yeah. 
cheers for the model. Yeah. But someone got paid but a mint sort of, to put that together. Yeah. I mean, that's what I mean about... Um, I mean, I don't even want to go into it, man. It's just like, okay, you can predict the weather. You can't even fucking predict the weather next week, let alone in fucking 20 years. <laughs> Jesus. Um, <laughs> one thing or maybe I need to rethink, you know how I'm always real big on why is it with all these old people telling us what we should be doing with the world? Like Klaus. Yeah, when you've lived <laughs> through it all. But maybe he has been trying since 1971. No, he was at uni since like 1943 by the looks of his <laughs> bloody accolades. <laughs> well, I thought he started the, I think he started the, the World Economic Forum in 1971. Yeah. So maybe that's why he that's was That's a like, conspiracy theory too, when it, when the world came off the gold standard. Oh, really? Mm. Okay. Oh, man. Actual conspiracy. <laughs> Hey guys, plot twist. This episode's actually been sponsored by the World Economic Forum. <laughs> if you would like to join the Auckland Hub, we, we meet at Santa Claus Cave. Is there actually a hub here? Well, there must be. It says every giant city across the country, other uh, world. Oh, we've got to go find it. Yeah, mate. I'm going to... Oh, view all plans. What the hell does it cost? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> oh what a stitch up. <laughs> okay. This is like a fucking brilliant oh, wow. membership site. Say 15%. 1,000 euros a billing. year for the pro version. Hey, there's a public free version. You can follow the topics, personal collection of forum articles, events, and more transformation, map data visualizations, connect with change makers to scale innovation. Oh, that's, that's outstanding. That is disgusting. We offer 30% off the students. You know, we're getting people in at a young age. Hey, you want to look at some of the partners? Are there partners we can, new champions? Oh man, ninety dollars. There's a thirty day trial. It's just like any. Oh, they got a forum we can get involved in. <laughs> wow, 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 mate! That has been a fascinating deep dive into um, what seems to be the talk of the internet and the talk of TikTok uh, out there. I see I think, so much of yeah, this. There's, there's plenty of it on Twitter as well. I do a bit on t- Twitter because I like the finance guys on there, um, and they all know about it. They'll talk about it, but it's just like, good luck, man. Yeah, <clears throat> just get going. Just get going your own path. Future looks bright. <laughs> yep. And and ask yourself the tough question: Am I buying into all this shit, saying that it's all doom and gloom, and using it as an excuse? Yeah. And if that's yes, then like, who's who's the one with the real problem? Mm. You know, the people that are trying to tell you how the world's going to end up, or you already deciding? Because from what I'm looking at, I'm like these fuckers are way behind on their timeline. In 2016, they reckon that all this shit's going to happen by 2030. I'm like, well, we're only bloody eight years away. Just speed some of this shit up. Yeah. It's New Year in a couple of weeks. So Yeah, I don't think I don't think they can, but you know. Who knows? Who knows? I mean I just I just think good luck. Yeah. Like I think there'll be more people out me out there like me who heard about it, heard about it, heard about it, got sick of it, looked into it, found out it's real and then were like, Fuck them and mm. then just carry on with life. And if it gets important, then I'll do something about it. But for now, I'm just doing my own shit, man. <laughs> for now, I'm just doing my own shit, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I guess the, the the other thing is that we're so quick to give all of our power away in our life anyway. Like, we grow up and we go to uni. Mm. We get taught what they want to teach us, if, if that's what your path or school, same thing. And then you pick a job and you stay in that job and they say, right, between nine to five, you work here. We tell you what to do. We pay you X amount. And like, if that's what you want to do, that's cool. But for a lot of people, they haven't even thought about the fact that they're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm actually kind of already being told what to do. Like, I've been doing this for a number of years and I haven't seemed to have complained about it. Mm. So what's all the, the outrage about 
what they're making you do next. Mm. You know, I mean, I know it's different, um, but you know, often I think we're we're pretty good to actually just fall into the traps, but then not realise that we've put ourselves into a heap of these anyway. Yeah, mate. Do it for you. You know what this song is? Yeah. Hour 20. Holy shit. <laughs> Stop looking at what you ain't got. Start being thankful for what you do got. Let's get it to him, baby girl. Hey. Right. Okay. 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 Okay.